You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome and good morning or good afternoon to all. You are here live with Dr. Jeff Werber, your host for the next 30 minutes here on Pet Life Radio's live call-in show, Ask the Best with Dr. Jeff. And uh, happy to be here with you and uh, want to hear from you. A uh, number of ways you can do that. Uh, you can either go online, Pet Life Radio, click on the Ask the Vets tab with Dr. Jeff, and we actually give you a link. You can follow the link to join us right here on our Google Hangout. We can see you live. You can see us live. And it would be very, uh, actually, nice way, a nice thing to do. You can also call us toll free, 877 385 8882. Once again, 877 385 8882. We will happily, happily talk to you anything about your pets. And also, you can join in the conversation if you go again online to uh, Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. There's a box, and you can just start typing away, and uh, we can get you that way. And lastly, send us an email to drjeff, that's Jeff at PetLifeRadio.com, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So um, I wanted to, you know, tonight, as many of you might know, and, and uh, it's the first night of Hanukkah, and I always get nervous around holiday time. We talked about Halloween. We talked about Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about a little bit of Hanukkah things today, and then we're going to talk about Christmas coming up around the corner. And the keys are, is that inevitably, I get calls from my clients. There's always some problem, something happened, something that dog got into something somewhere along the line. I mean, it's inevitable. It happens all the time. So what I want to make sure is that we all are aware of some of the dangers. Let's talk about the basics. And I actually did a story on this. It was an inside edition where and how they came to me and we talked about this was there was a story that a cat basically set a house on fire. How? Because they had a lighted candle. And these can be very dangerous. I mean, they're ornamentally they're great, but cats are very inquisitive. Cats like to explore. Cats are cats. And as we all know, if you have cats, I'm sure many of you do, hopefully more than many have you do, like most, they love to rub up on things. They mark their objects. And so anything new that they see, they want to brush up against it. They want to rub their glands in their cheeks up to it and mark it. And I think also feels good. I mean, if you start, you know, ever pet a cat right there under the chin on the sides of the face, they love it. So we actually did this. We had an opportunity to set up a situation. I had a candle on a coffee table and sure enough, put one of my cats on the coffee table and literally right away tried to rub against it and darn near knocked it over. I mean, we obviously it was a very controlled environment. We were trying to prove a point that it does happen and it does happen. So for a number of reasons, not just your pets, but for a number of reasons, when you light your candles for the next eight nights, as Adam Sandler put it, the eight crazy nights, Make sure that the candles are being watched, and if you have pets, do not leave them alone for even a moment near lighted candles because it can be very, very dangerous. Next up, it's present time, and uh, you know this is going to be very similar, almost exactly the same as what happens during Christmas, getting down in the morning under the tree, you got all the gifts, all the presents, and no different, wrapping paper, 
ribbon, yarn, all these things that we use to wrap paper can be potentially very dangerous for pets. And as a matter of fact, it's not, it's not just you know hearsay. It's not a wives' tale that cats like to play with yarn. They do, and they swallow, and they will swallow big hunks of it. And that can cause what we call an intestinal foreign body, a string foreign body. In essence, what it does is it has a straight string that is trying to course through the winding, convoluted, many, many, several feet of intestine. And what happens is if the knot or one end gets stuck or lodged at one point, the now as the intestines are trying to pull this string through, it sort of creates a piano wire effect. And it starts sawing into the edges, the mesenteric border, we say, of the intestine and can cause severe, severe damage. And even if not caught early, surgically removed, you have leakage of intestinal content into the abdomen, causing severe peritonitis. And ultimately, if not checked, we have seen animals die from string farm bodies. So very, very important to keep an eye on all the wrapping when you're when you're cleaning up in the evening it's very important to make sure everything is thrown away properly and next up of course what would any holiday be without food so and the foods that typically are eaten on this holiday are sadly a little bit on the fatty side there's the potato pancake which is you know full of oil it's grilled in oil and you have the the donuts certainly not great for your dogs and cats. Remember, high fat content in pets creates something called pancreatitis. Pancreatitis is very, very serious. Their bodies weren't built to handle that huge amount of fats all at once. So whether it's, as we discussed around Thanksgiving, whether it's dark meat, turkey, whether it's skin, anything that is too fatty can pose a big threat to our pets. So Again, be very careful. You don't want to shoo your pets away. Give them something that they can eat. Let them be part of the festivities. It's fun. You're sitting around. There's a lot of family. All these really, really, really good things. But it's very important to exercise caution. And the best thing, I always say this in general when it comes to pets, is anticipate. It's sort of like training that little puppy. And I tell people all the time, I say, when you have that puppy, before you leave that puppy alone in a room or in a space, a confined space, Turn around and take a look and ask yourself, is there anything remotely possible, even remotely possible, that this little puppy can get a hold of? Because trust me, if it can, it will. And I also tell owners, especially the women, the moms, that be very, very careful about leaving things around like shoes. Because if this puppy had a choice between your little rubber flaps that you kind of wear around the house and your Louboutins, trust me, the puppy's going after the good stuff. So it's the same thing. It's like Murphy's Law. They will try, they will, they often succeed, and it's very, very important to anticipate the problems before they become problems. And so the same thing with all the holidays. So it's the candles, it's the presents and the wrapping and the ribbons and the yarn. And of course, as with every holiday, it's the food. And you know, as this with any other holiday, there's always going to be chocolate. You got the little chocolate coins, you got the things you play with, they're full of chocolate. So once again, and don't think when you have those little foil coins that are basically chocolate that your dog is going to carefully remove the foil. It's not going to happen. They're eating that whole thing and they're eating it quickly. And so again, have fun, include your pets, but exercise 
a really fair amount of caution when you include them in the festivities, which, of course, we here at Pet Life Radio want you to do. So, you know, one of the things that I uh, often like to do until I hear from somebody with a question, a comment, experience from past holidays would be great. If you had anything you want to share with our listeners. And remember, you can go online right now to Pet Life Radio. Click on the Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff tab. And there's going to be a link to a Google Hangout. We'd love to have you kind of come in and join us here on the link and uh, just to see, just talk. Let's talk about your pets. Let's talk about anything. Let's talk about issues you may have had in the past and uh, what you might anticipate for the future. And if I can do anything, saving one life, helping one person with a problem kind of makes my day. So um, let's get, get that opportunity going and join us here on live on Pet Life Radio. So I was interesting. I was I subscribe to a lot of the pet news publications online, and there are a number of them. And I I found something you know very interesting. There was a study, and this was printed. I mean, in depth in Science Magazine. Basically, the study was on aging, and we you know, we've learned a lot lately about aging. I know we've talked about the large breeds. These are the breeds that have a tendency, or can and do and have developed bone cancer, and now. A link has been determined between bone cancer in dogs, large breeds, and early spay-neuter. And it is now believed that there, believe it or not, is a protective benefit of the sex hormones that can help prevent the incidence of bone cancer, the occurrence of bone cancer later in life. And bone cancer usually hits an older dog. I mean, the dogs are going to be 7, 8, 9, 10. So what you do with your young dog might have a major effect on your older dog when they when they age. And um, there was a statistically a 65% greater incidence in long bone cancer in the male that was pre-pubertally neutered and a 35% greater incidence in the female that was pre-pubertally spayed. So many of us, myself included, regardless of what a city ordinance might say, I fight them all the time. And that is I refuse, if given an option, of course, to not spay or neuter dogs until they have sexually matured, usually around a year of age. With females, I do believe it's very important to spay them before their second heat. So we used to, as with the small breeds, which we still do, it was okay to spay them before their first heat even. like As soon as their adult teeth came in, maybe six, six and a half months, first heat's usually at seven months. So I'd like to spay them before the first heat. Now I'm pushing our large breeds and we're doing it after the first heat closer to a year of age, 11, 12 months of age. But remember, their second heat's hitting around 14 months of age. So we want to do it before then. Males, you know, the only reason to really neuter males early anyway is behavioral. The other benefits that we see are going to kick in anytime. So, you know, it used to be thought that neutering will help prevent prostate cancer. And that, that theory has been shut down. It does help prevent benign prostatic hyperplasia, we call BPH, but that doesn't happen anyway until they're older. So you have a little more leeway for the male. I, admittedly, though, male dogs can be a bit of a nuisance when it comes to going through puppy phases, puppy stages. Why? Because they want to run and they want to mark and they want to, you know, they're just being boys. Boys will be boys. So I still think that neutering is the best way to go, certainly for population control. I am a huge advocate. However, with this New study, I am now waiting until they're closer to year of age because I want to do everything I can to help prevent bone cancer in our large breed dogs. Anyway, we're at that point in our show at the halfway mark. 
So we are going to take a break for a second. So don't go away. We'll be right back here on Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio, here on Google Hangouts. And we're going to come back and talk a little bit about aging and animals. Don't go away. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I'm home. My hair looks cute. Now what? Bringing home a puppy or new dog is exciting, and he's depending on you to keep him in good health. Dogs need special care to keep them healthy as they grow throughout their entire life. Caring for their health is critical in all stages. With ProSense, it's simple and convenient to give your dog the care it needs with effective and quality products that treat, prevent, and provide essential daily vitamins and minerals. ProSense products are veterinary formulated and recommended to ensure the very best for your pet. Try ProSense today. Your dog will thank you for it. Pets love life. Love them back with ProSense. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shred it as a topper. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com And welcome back. You're here live with Dr. Jeff Werber. Here, your host on Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. And uh, before the break, we were talking about aging. We, we talked a little bit about some new information that we have on large breed dogs and spay and neuter. So we know that there are differences in uh, when it comes to our large breed, small breed dogs, dogs versus cats. And what's interesting is, uh, so a study has been going on. This was a really cool article in Science Magazine. But First of all, the general hypothesis, if you look at a, a global picture of animals, it seems like generally the larger the animals, you know, your elephants, for example, your big cats will live longer than your very small animals. And that happens with our four-legged creatures most of the time. There are exceptions, which we're going to talk about. Of course, as anyone, any of you that have owned a parrot or a macaw know that these large citizen parrot birds, they can live 60, 70, 80 years. I always joke that if you're going to be, you know, if you're a middle-aged adult and you're going to buy yourself a parrot, you better be prepared to, you know, keep that little bird in, in your will and get, make sure somebody's going to take care of it when you're gone because that bird is most likely going to outlive you. So the, the questions, you know, came up is, okay, if that's the case, then why do cats outlive dogs generally? And why small dogs live longer than big dogs. So, you know, one of the theories were that animals that are very good at avoiding predators seem to evolve 
into longer lives. Now, obviously, when it comes to our domesticated species, there have not been around like dogs and cats long enough to see or benefit from these evolutionary pressures. So that probably isn't going to stand up, those theories. Now, interestingly, that, you know, they do say, however, that when you think of dogs and cats in the wild, first of all, cats, as any of you know, and, you know, we can be have a discussion about who's smarter, who is going to survive longer if left to their own devices. Certainly, I personally think cats can outdo a dog. I mean, cats somehow manage to fend for themselves. They manage to find food for themselves. And, but, and that the key is that cats are typically less social. They do kind of hang on their own. So in the wild, where you have dogs like the wolves that are more social, they can pass on disease to each other because they do travel in groups. Sometimes they are easier for a predator to attack. So these are things that probably can affect the dog population, the wolf population, whereas the feral cats, you know, they kind of do their own thing. They don't usually pass disease onto each other with the same prevalence that the more social canine species would. Now, there are some, the belief is that one of the reasons why the animals have done so well lately, our domesticated species, is that they could be due to hormones. Growth factor one, for example, uh, this is what uh, seems to help our larger giant breeds grow to that status of the large and giant breeds, and also diet and care. I mean, they say that in the last you know three or four decades, I want to see if I can find this for you, but in the last three or four decades, they say that life expectancy of the dog has doubled in the last four decades. Uh, house cats are living twice as long now as their feral counterparts. And they obviously, the, the conclusion was this could be chalked up to better health care and better diet. You know, we spend a fortune of money every year on these things. And, um, you know, this is probably what is also contributing to the success, the overall success of our dogs and cats living longer. You know, we know that you take like a, an Irish wolfhound, 150 pounders, you know, they're lucky to make it to seven, whereas a little, you know, these little breeds, the Papillons, the Poodles, the Yorkies, you know, they can live 12, 13, 14, 15, et cetera. Now, it's also interesting is I learned something. The, there was a, a, a couple of animals. First of all, in the wild, you know, talk about the large versus small. You know, when you think of some of these, you know, little mice, for example, are going to get eaten up pretty quickly. And even if not, they live a couple of years. Bats, I did not know this, bats can live 30 to 40 years. There's a little uh, rat called a naked mole rat. And what they do is they burrow and they live in, in holes. They too can make it to 30 or 40 years. So the theory there is that they are living as long as they are because of their ability to avoid predators. As we know, bats during the day are in caves. They are nocturnal. And they are, obviously, they don't have to really worry much about a predator. And at night, they are able to fly pretty quickly. So they have survived and managed to breed, and longer ones are breeding longer. That's amazing to be able to go 35 to 40 years. But this was really cool. The longest-lived dog was a, a dog named Bluey, an Australian cattle dog or a Queensland healer, a Queensland blue healer, that lived to 29. That's the oldest one I've heard. And there was a cat in Texas named Cream Puff, the oldest cat on record that lived to 38. Now, in 2014, the oldest cat that, that uh, made it was a cat named Poppy, the world's oldest cat in 2014, and that cat lived to age 24. Now, I had a two patients of mine that made it to 22, two cats. Sadly, the oldest cat 
I've ever had was my Andy, my rad girl who made it to 18 and a half, which, hey, I'm not complaining. It was That's a pretty good age. But I think it, I found it fascinating, actually, that, A, that animals are, are living this long, but even more so that when you look at our dogs and cats, it's sort of opposite of what's out there in the wild. Uh, there was a um, chart in this article that was really cool that the a Galapagos tortoise could live over 180 years. I think the, the one of the oldest humans on record was 122. Chimps can live about 50 to 60 years. As we know, horses can live 40 to 50 years. I mean, this is not normal, but these are some of the, the oldest. You look at your house mouse and you know, you're looking at uh, you know, two, three years. But the bat and the naked mole, those were exceptions as far as size. You know, guinea pigs. Now, guinea pigs is an interesting one. Because, you know, I would usually tell people you're going to get a guinea pig. Yeah, you might get seven, eight years, occasionally 10. But there have been guinea pigs on record that have made it almost to 20, 18 years. That's also pretty amazing. So you know, as you're looking at your pets and your dogs and your cats, I tell people this all the time. They go, how long is my dog going to live? You know, come on, doc. I have, I have a, a small breed. I, you know, I heard that you know, they can live to 20. And I always caution them. My clients I say, no, yes, they can. There have been those that have lived to 20. But I would never tell anybody, oh, get a Yorkie or get a little poodle or get a Papillon or you know, any of those little teeny dogs because, oh, they're going to live to 20. Heck no. They still have that. I mean, yes, they're going to live longer than the big dogs, but they're not going to. I would never get one thinking it's in telling somebody it's going to make it to 20. So um, you have to look at what is possible versus what is realistic. And the realistic things are a little bit different. So- Anyway, I thought that was pretty interesting. If you have anything you want to talk about, learn more about, just for open discussion, go ahead and send me an email to Dr. Jeff, drjeff at petliferadio.com. We'll do some homework on it. Maybe if you uh, would like, we can have you uh, as a guest on our show. And let's talk about a thing. And I would like to always hear about your pets. You know, I had a radio show in uh, LA. It was a, a live call-in show on KBC. And people loved to call in and ask questions about their pets. They were getting free veterinary advice. Something was going on with their pets. They wanted to know, first of all, they wanted to learn a little bit more about it in ways, terms that they can possibly understand. And they also wanted to some advice sometimes like, okay, doc, where do we go from here? We have you know this and this and this is going on. And this, our doctor is telling us this. We have some choices. What, what should we do? And I love answering those questions. So really, don't be bashful. You can 877-385-8882 every Sunday morning. Write your questions down. And now with Google Hangout, we can actually talk to each other with live. I can see who you are. You can bring your pet. Bring your pet in front of your computer and the little, that little camera, and, um, and I can have a chance to see your pet as well. So uh, anyway, thanks for joining me. I want to thank our sponsors, ProSense Pet Products and Kong, uh, for being there for us. And I want everybody to have a wonderful week. We'll be here next Sunday. And for those of you who celebrate, have a wonderful first night of Hanukkah. And um, uh, once again, uh, if you have any questions, please send them my way. Thanks for joining me. I'm Dr. Jeff Werber. We'll see you next week. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.